at no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. My pre-roll does not disappoint. As always, I love watching the green room. My guest is like, wait a minute, am I making a good point here? We haven't made a point yet, but there's going to be some good stuff coming. Our guest today is a uh, comes from a family of nine, graduated from William Penn Charter School in Philadelphia, moved to Chicago, went to Lake Forest College, spent two decades in the financial services industry. But he always found himself drawn back to the study of humankind and ex existential philosophy. And in 2019, he established a nonprofit, Noesis, which uh, so showcases the immensity of evolutionary influence upon modern behavior. That's a mouthful. We'll get, break that down in a moment. Uh, basically, it revolves around the primitive compulsions that have kept us evolving as humans, but also keeping us safe. And now those same compulsions are blocking our chance to survive, our arrival into a sustainable future. So he's a founder and president of Noesis. He's a, it's a nonprofit dedicated to issues of human sustainability. It examines evolutionary influence upon modern behavior. And its primary mission is to free humankind from the churn of perpetual conflict. He's the author of the upcoming book, The Human Injury. Welcome to the show, Mr. Anthony Wall. How are you today? Thanks so much for having me. I feel great. Thank you. You betcha. So we've got a few minutes to chat here, Tony. Uh, tell me more about why people should bother listening to us. Um, nobody in their right mind should ever listen to us. However, if, you, if you're asking, um, uh, what we do here is human sustainability. Uh, we're the first ones that have tackled issues of human sustainability, as in macro human sustainability, like the sustainability of the entire human race. So um, if all of your listeners, I'm sure, are very, very successful, and many of them are business owners and entrepreneurs, their first order of business is to sustain their success. My first order of business here is to sustain the success of the entire human race, because mm -hmm. we are listing suddenly very badly to the starboard, and uh, that's why we're here. So sustainability matters to your viewers human yeah. sustainability will matter to them as well. What's uh, what I find fascinating about what you talk about and most people will take that sense of sustainability and focus on the environment and pollution, things like that. And I think what people need to understand is you go much deeper and wider and take an anthropological view on this. So tell us more about perpetual conflict and our, our psyche and how it's actually going to, you know, hurts, hurts us. Okay. Uh, for the purposes of, you know, time, um, I'm going to have to encapsulate a few things, and that is that I, I, I'm going to say something I don't think anybody will have any trouble with anymore, and that is that the human, the human race is not sustainable in any known or unknown way right now. Um, we're an unsustainable species. We are one of 10 million species on Earth. All of them are acting naturally, mm -hmm. uh, with the exception of one, and that would be us. Our natural behavior is not sustainable, is, is, does not persist in nature. Um, that's why we always have selected ourselves for um, an early exit. And that's why we are now because perpetual conflict is not survivable, nor is it natural to humans. Mm -hmm. So give us some examples of perpetual conflict. Am I thinking like, mm -hmm. you know, wars or something beyond that? Yeah. Um, first of all, let's start with perpetual conflict. Conflict of any kind is unnatural to humans other than defensively. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so we look around the world today and we have not are not only in perpetual conflict but it's mindless it's ceaseless it's monetized um but it, this is the very conflict that has always uh disassembled and destroyed human cultures all the way uh through the ages mm-hmm. the last 10,000 years there have been 40 major empires all mm-hmm. of them were disassembled by perpetual conflict so we are the 41st empire, if you will. Yeah. And we look around and these, these models of endless and ceaseless and mindless conflict are, again, we won't survive them. And I'm open for business for any alternative argument that, that would say otherwise. That's right. So in the, in the, we take a look at the past and we say, oh, yeah, well, they screwed up this. They did this mindless conflicts, things about dumb things like, you know, land and ideas. So how come that if we have another major conflict, why don't we just renew like we've done in the past? What's different about this time? Well, um, I, I, what's rather to ask that? I got to I got to okay. answer. Well, if you take a look at you said there's been forty times where we've like risen and fallen. Yeah. But there's been something coming from the ashes each time to you know to get better, but we didn't get better. We just had the same thing over and over again. Why is this one the big calamity on the? 41st time because we learned how to split an atom the minute the minute we did uh you know we're, we're nobody's going to get out alive um and when i say stuff like that i can't go around saying stuff like that and not being able to uh, say something right away um everybody looks around the world and sees it calls this a new low i'm afraid i can't concur this is our latest new low doug um this is 40 times this 40 empires mesopotamian ancient roman ancient greek it goes on and on. All of them were disassembled and destroyed in precise fashion. When we are in the in the presence of any precision, any mechanism whatsoever is a mathematical thing. The precision with which we fail is what attracted me. Mm. Macrohumanism, and that is that the behavior of any individual cannot be in any way predicted, but the behavior of large groups is precisely predictable. Quite a disparity. Hmm. Um, and that's what hooked me in. That's what got me into macro human behavior. The idea that it was, it, that it was so cookie cutter in nature, what yeah. we were calling complex never was. Mm-hmm. If you can call two and two plus two and two equals four complex, then we're complex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so that attracted me. There's something going on there and I got busy looking for it. That's how we got here. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I was really fascinated by, um, reading your stuff is um, some of the core elements of this perpetual conflict. One of them being the idea of lesser beings. And you made some great examples to me talking about, well, it's not just a race thing or an intelligence thing. It goes much deeper than that. Can you explain more about why that's probably one of the core issues of why we keep screwing each other up? Well, we, we come from the same, first of all, there are central assumptions that we, the problem solvers have to have. We're problem solvers. Mm-hmm. Running around a stage talking about doom and gloom for humanity is not going to get me anywhere, right. and nobody should hang around for that. Um, we come from the same place, meaning that it is no longer conjectured that human beings have their origin in Central African Congo Basin. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say something quickly about this. If somebody were to say, I don't believe that, I say to them, I will fight alongside of you to preserve anything you believe, truly, anything. But when we get done that fight, we come back to our central assumptions here. And that is that we all come from the same place. Um, 
human beings are linked genetically to the tune of 99.99%. So our evolutionary timeline on this earth, once a matter of some conjecture, even 50 years ago, is no longer so. I mean, we can, we can determine what somebody had for breakfast on a Tuesday 75,000 years ago. It, it means that we, what we're able to know about ourselves, mm-hmm. we're trying to fix everything, all the messes we made. Mm-hmm. At least is what we're trying to do is fix the we're working on the cause of what we do rather than the effect. Yeah. Um, we keep stumbling out of the gate because unnatural behavior will always do that. What do I mean? It is we are collaboration machines, mm-hmm. 50,000 prior generations of wandering human beings. Uh, we had to assist and be assisted we need appreciation we need to appreciate yeah. all of those things were di- were discouraged and crowded out when we reached all areas of the globe ten thousand years ago and we settled down into larger and larger populations yeah uh, we took up behaviors of acquisition these were random events random nobody <laughs> got together and said let's and blow up the human race yeah this is why we have to stop blaming ourselves we've got to mm-hmm. stop the self-loathing uh right. something happened to us and you know it knocked us into unnatural behavior and that is self-interest a collaborative being doesn't know what to do when collaborator die turns in to get paid or die yeah so we are injured not flawed we're injured we don't have a dna blueprint on how to conduct ourselves mm-hmm. that makes sense Totally makes sense. It's I'm 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 uh, I have an advantage because I've been you know reading your your stuff quite a bit, and I keep thinking about the um, you know the the transition from being like I keep thinking of like an example of a North American continent, Plains Indians, right, where they're they don't understand the concept of owning land. It's like what do you mean you can't own this? We're just on it. And somebody came up with the idea of a deed and property, and you know wipe them out, and now we've got this acquisition thing. So I think that's. Am I right? That's part of the question. Yeah, no, you don't know how right you are. Uh, it's interesting that you brought up uh, Native Americans. Very interesting. They were one example of, of, of people who didn't settle down into stationary cultures and then grow. Um, they were vaguely nomadic all the while. And they, were, they never left collaboration, never left it. There was no ownership. You're right. Um, it was only the larger and larger populations that had control for the first time was introduced upon a human being for the first time and uh, like food supply control. So a hungry human was a compliant human, but a compliant human was also a resentful human because they were now lesser. Yeah. Show me a lesser being, but, and show me any dynamic that they inhabit. I don't care if it's a restaurant of a greasy spoon or a greasy spoon restaurant in the back. Or I don't care if it's a country club board. I don't care if it's an entire country. Show me a lesser being and I'll show you the failure of whatever dynamic they inhabit. Mm -hmm. Is it that simple? I have to say, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is. Right. So this is a socio-mathematical constant when we're in the company of precision. Mm -hmm. What caused it? Unnatural behavior. Right. Greater and lesser beings. We are like and equal beings. Mm-hmm. Now, people say to me, so we got to go back to wandering? <laughs> no, where's there to go? 
If you can tell me somewhere we can wander to, Doug, let's do that. But the point is that we are now stationary and acquisitive beings. Capitalism is our only choice. Mm -hmm. But we fail in this iteration of it. Right, right. Um, So people that are surprised already, like, wait a minute, I thought you were going to socialism. (laughs) Am I happy to surprise them? Capitalism is our only choice because it makes us free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the but the decisions we make and there are no lesser beings there are only necessary beings right so i mean we're going to we're going to start there with that simplicity see where we go i I love that and you're right yeah we can't unwind you can't put the toothpaste back but we can't go back be nomads of course um and i love the fact that you said noesis you know it's a nonprofit, and your your real mission is to just is pretty much awareness right so people can understand their their own human injury, right? how they deal with their friend, their neighbor, their their employee. Is that right? Yes, it is. Uh, what we're going to ask human beings to do is to uh, uh, move away from self-loathing. We think we've been bad boys and girls. Um, we were swept along with, with something that happened to us as opposed to something we chose. Right. Um, what choice are we making when we replicate failed models what what choice is going on there none um we're we're a species that just doesn't understand ourselves but now with the human evolutionary timeline on earth so well understood Mm -hmm. we can actually meet ourselves for the first time actually meet ours we don't know ourselves why we haven't met ourselves Uh, you know Mm -hmm. there are umpteen impulses and compulsions uh, uh that lie underneath our ability to our conscious mind they're making the rules never mind the are they are they having an impact no they're making the rules right. and uh so we misinterpret our environments every day yeah well, what could happen there what could go wrong mm-hmm. we're coming out of the gate with a misinter- misinterpretation we blame somebody it's a threat they forcefully reject our blame and we go nowhere fast from there yeah go backwards um, I'm so curious about you for a moment. Now, I know you spent a couple decades in the financial services industry. How did you get involved with this big project of basically saving the human race? Uh, I was always drawn toward observation. That's the, um, that's the real fast answer. Uh, early, you know, in the bio, it says existential philosophy. Let, let me, let me abandon the big words. Here. I don't want to. It, it really just, if existential philosophy could talk, a very stark, realistic view of the world. It's, mm-hmm. Whatever's in front of us, it's real. We got to deal with it. It's knowable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always taken to observation over um, uh, over or judgment or blame. Mm-hmm. A, a judgment or blame, uh, it's a, it's a term, when, when all that melted away, I realized that blame was a... a an economic model, what, yeah. something that that never works. We monetized it. We didn't understand what we were doing. And now we are in a blame, blame, rejection cycle. When we blame someone, we have to understand that blame is a threat. Mm. And that's why it's so forcefully rejected. And it, uh, the if we blame someone, it doesn't matter how accurate our blame is. It's actually irrelevant. It's a threat to the human mind, which is why it's so forcefully rejected. 
which creates the conflict. It's, like, it's, it's a it's a pressure cooker. Yeah. Um, we're trying to find solutions. Well, no, that's a math socio mathematical breakdown as opposed to Tony's opinion. Uh, we don't. The human mind doesn't deal with threats. We pulverize threats, mm -hmm. or we run from them. And if you look out your window, I don't see anybody running to you. So the only yeah. thing we, we got left for us is fighting. Yeah. So wow. we're in this gigantic fist fight while we're flying on the same spaceship. And uh, that, if, if anybody can say that that's uh, survivable, I need to hear from them. <laughs> that's right. So another thing you've you mentioned before is um, when you try to educate your own sons, you talk that you have a couple of questions for them when they're observing things in, in their world. Can you share with us what those questions were and how it, why it's important? Yeah, um, they're really, st watch how simple, you know, you note the simplicity of it. We call complex what's so simple. And complexity is a diversion. It occurred to me that complexity is a diversion that makes us, makes these models live another day. Mm -hmm. They're actually very simple. Um, what, we're, what we're all seeing today, what we're all seeing in front of us is way different than we think. Um, I say to my sons, forget what you see. What's its origin? Hmm. What, what, what's driving it? So if we were guidance counselors in high school and somebody was acting out, we would have them in and we would begin to, we would quantify their, what they're acting out. But somebody would finally say, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And then somebody would pipe up and say, well, as an example, like, well, there's a divorce going on, like, aha. Aha, we have a motivator. Mm -hmm. um, it, similarly, every action that humans take in the every single day, all day, has an evolutionary trigger. If we can understand what those triggers are, we can deduce how they play out in the modern day. And we can find these, these ghosts, if you will, of our ancient past that are making the rules. Uh, they cause us to misinterpret our environments. Uh, the things that we looked for that were dangerous a hundred thousand years ago, they no longer exist, but right. nobody told the base areas of our brains. So we're still looking for these things. Yeah. So when you see somebody, I say my sons, observe. If you see an elevation of any kind, like two people arguing, you're seeing, you're seeing a f ancient fight going on. Hmm in areas of both minds that are unavailable to both. If, would it be worth something if we were to be able to understand the totality of that and determine the uselessness of it? Yeah. yeah. And that's what's really going on here. It's just, it's a process that would literally take a century. Why? We monetized it. It's like Judge Judy on LSD. Judy LSD, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna make a meme for that one. Judge Judy <laughs> So I mean, well, you know, we're drawn to every we're drawn to all this blame, blame rejection. We monetized what we didn't understand. We can't cut the cord, can we? The, the financial markets would fall to zero tomorrow. Yeah. So oh. the first question you ask your sons is what's his origin? Was there a second question in that what you said, or did I miss it? Well, no, the, the first one is, what do you see? What do you see? Okay. What is its origin? Right. First one, all 8 billion humans alive today can mm -hmm. all describe what we're seeing. Sure. But the second question, tougher, yeah. what is its origin? What's driving mm -hmm. this? 
that's a call to observe mm-hmm. as opposed to react. Yeah. React to be like, react, if it could talk and say, look at all these jokers, we're scumbags, we're, we're losers, we're, wait a minute, like, wait a minute, we, there are so mm-hmm. many evolutionary uh, impulses and compulsions pressing mm-hmm. on our pre- present moments. Who do we think we are trying to move Mount Everest? that we can't even see, can't even see Mount Everest if we're pushing against it. Who's going to win that battle? Yeah. So we need to understand that we're helpless and frightened lost beings as opposed to scourges. We hear this word. We're a scourge. How about we're the most remarkable, rare, amazing species perhaps in the galaxy i just gave us a real big promotion so this is why we will form a a chain to to to, uh we we go right into action when there's somebody in need we'll Mm -hmm. form a human chain to save them that's when we're home right we walk away from that feeling good as we step over the bodies and streets of the most amazing creature in the galaxy gosh it's such a so so this we don't do politics here we're observers we're all on the same spaceship right so let's have a fun with this let's say we're on a boat tour and we go by an aircraft carrier with Mm -hmm. five thousand people on it and they're all engaged in a gigantic fist fight would we be concerned about that (laughs) um uh, spaceship earth it's, it's only one spaceship we're all the same and we're in a perpetual fist fight we can't get out of it. Nobody's going to get up and get out. It's just not a casual concern. Right. Right. So to to keep, to end on a high note now, because yeah, you're making sense on the, the socio mathematical formulas being, Hey, it's just, it's just getting worse each time we, we mess up. Um, Tell us more about Noesis and how we can help out with uh, saving our species. Um, This is, thank you. Thank you. Because this is something I've had to, uh, was always in place, but, People have noted correctly that I'm hovering over symptoms and they want me to move along. And I say to them, actually, it's very purposeful what you see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tomorrow, all of your listeners, every one of them, they didn't think about this. We will quantify our concerns and we will solve them. We solve our concerns and then we enjoy the, the life we live but only after our concerns are assuaged. Right. Yeah. So, so what, what we're doing is we are hovering over the bad news because bad news is good news. The bad news kept us alive when we were mi- during our migratory journey. Mm-hmm. Nobody with good news had any value. And that's why when we have, when somebody tells us bad news, we get hooked into it. Like, Hey, wow, this is great. tell us more. Right. It's, it's connected to negative information. Negative information kept us alive while we were evolving. Right. Yeah. Now, would it be worth something if everybody in the world knew why we were gossiping against our friends or nitpicking everything we see? We're looking for negative information for our tribes that died eons ago. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is an example uh, of, of anchors that we drag around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really tough to like basically say that's ridiculous. It's it's not ridiculous at all. It's actually quite demonstrable. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, the, the, the limbic brain, the, the croc brain is what guides, I mean, makes every decision in our life. We just don't even talk about it much or understand it, really. It's uh, Right, so a misinterpretation comes out of the gate, and then we are threatened and we vanquish what we've already misinterpreted. Again, this comes out bad and goes bad from there. Yeah, right. Oh, To know it has value, to know it. Right, and that's that's the point I want you to really drive home in the last two minutes of our show here. It's like, yeah, we've got... um you know, we're hardwired for something that is really good. And the past, whatever, you know, a couple hundred years, really, um, we've we've gone down this path of acquisition, all these different things because of unnatural behaviors. How do we, on a daily or maybe hourly basis, come back to like, we are all one, you know, we're okay. this thing. Um, first of all, there is, there, there is, here's something that nobody can um, challenge. And that is we come from the same place. We get our we can get ourselves on one on the same uh, page right away. So if we got if we got a thousand dogs and put them together, none of them are going to fight. Yeah. It's, at some point they'll just organize themselves into a. Yeah. Okay. We are acting unnaturally when the minute a lesser being was viewed as lesser, we we sent a torpedo to the bow of human DNA. Yeah. This is a DNA based insult. Yeah. As opposed to, gee, I don't like being better. No, I don't know, or, or lesser. I don't know how to be there. I'm not supposed to be lesser. Right. So this is a washing machine, greater and lesser pressing against one another, and it's going to blow. So uh, what's going to happen to us is not in question. It's already happened to us 40 times. Mm-hmm. So we're here to unwind that. It's going to take decades and decades. Awareness, education, guaranteeing nothing what can we guarantee yeah right yeah um you know so we that's what we do and um, i think your line of questioning is uh got i think got to a lot of information as quickly as possible yeah okay so folks um check out tony's uh nonprofits in the show notes below here noesis check it out get educated and he's got a book coming out as well it's called the human injury it's a fascinating read and i promise you it's not the end of the world but if we don't do something, it might be. So please take awareness and uh, take it to heart. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate you being on the show today. It's a pleasure. Thank you. you bet. Um, that concludes the show for today. Um, my name is Doug Crow with the Author Brand Show. You're going to want to take notes. And if you didn't take notes, the show notes are below here. So check it out. Check out his nonprofit. Get his book and uh, save the world. We all deserve it. Thanks so much and have a good one.